0: Hello again. It's great to have you tune in to another episode of Worlds of Wallace and Gromit, the podcast. I hope you enjoyed last week's bonus episode on Shaun the Sheep. I'm hoping to do some more bonus episodes in the future weeks. So that's episodes which are not directly Wallace and Gromit related, but hopefully will still appeal to listeners, or Aardman related, don't worry. And of course, there's still plenty more holy Wallace and Gromit episodes to come, like this one.
1: Oh,
0: The clip we just heard was the start of the Wallace and Gromit theme in its new setting for Wallace and Gromit's world of invention. Released over six weeks in 2010 on the BBC. This was Wallace and Gromit's very first TV series and I remember watching them on TV each week and I would say that a lot of the topics and ideas which were introduced in the programmes had an influence on my engineering interests. The quest to inspire young people was exactly what the producers were addressing as apparently a reason for its creation was to inspire a new generation of inventors by focusing on inventions based around a different theme for each episode, interlaced with animation and side plots with Wallace and Gromit themselves. The episodes looked at real-life inventors and inventions from an educational perspective, but also kept the show light-hearted, humorous and genuinely interesting to both children and adults alike, by showcasing inventions which you wouldn't have necessarily ever heard of before. The structure of each episode was fairly similar across the series, Wallace is the presenter, and Gromit is pretty much everything else. Sound engineer, co-host, runner, camera operator, and just generally making sure everything in their converted basement studio is working and the filming goes as planned, or mostly, anyway. There's usually one of Wallace's inventions to help with the task, created along a similar theme to the episode, which inevitably has issues, which forms the outline of the side plot to each episode. Most of the episode is made up of live-action clips, focusing on real-life inventions, and narrated by Ashley Jensen, John Sparks, who provides the voice of archivist Guromwi, or presented by Jem Stansfield, who is Wallace's science correspondent, Mr Jem.
1: But on a lighter note, Mr Jem is going to show us another way of getting airborne that never got off the
0: drawing board. The first episode was released on the 3rd of November 2010 and titled Nature Knows Best.
1: Someone once said, necessity is the mother of invention. Well, not necessarily. Today, we're looking at inventions with another mother altogether.
0: Mother Nature. This featured inventions inspired by marine biology, like a remote-controlled air manta ray balloon, and sensitive gripping fins for picking up soft fruit without damaging it on a production line. Also, some air penguins with complex navigation and communication systems, and a pollution-detecting robot fish which can collect information efficiently in a busy port without being temptation for hungry sharks. We learn about robots which power themselves by generating electricity from flies, and also meet Theo Jonsson, who has created self-sufficient robots from PVC piping for over 30 years now. The creatures he creates can move along the beach independently, powered by the wind, and have water detectors to avoid encounters with the sea. The Top 5 Countdown is a segment common to many of these episodes, and in this one features the top 5 inventions inspired by nature, including some rather unusual mechanical creations. There's also a section called Never Got Off the Drawing Board for inventions which didn't quite make it past the prototyping stage, in this case artificial gills for extracting oxygen from the water. The theory worked, but the practicalities of extracting it quick enough to provide enough air to breathe in real time wasn't quite feasible. But you never know what the future may hold. Over in Curiosity Corner, we get to learn about how the structure of termite mounds has influenced natural air conditioning systems in buildings to reduce the need for artificial ventilation and consequently reduce the energy consumption. Personally, this was my favourite episode of The Six, and the idea of biomimicry, creating things efficiently, inspired by the mechanisms in nature, has inspired some of my projects at university. Broadcast next, on the 10th of November 2010, was Reach for the Sky. This episode was all about the human quest for flight, and included the future spacesuit design for Mars missions, space rockets from Manchester, jetpacks, and the Magnus effect, and both failed and successful attempts to utilise it. We're introduced to Gustav Mesmer, an inventor with huge imagination for flying machines as a result of incarceration in a psychiatric hospital for denouncing God. His madcap designs were more artistic than engineering, and not exactly successful, but that certainly didn't stop him persevering with his dream. I particularly like the top five flying or not-so-flying inventions countdown, a rather eclectic mix of madmen and flying machines. We also see a return of Wallace and Gromit's Orange Rocket from A Grand Day Out, when Gromit accidentally gets locked inside it, and it takes off. Not great for Gromit, really, especially when Wallace manages to knock the self-destruct button. Hey! What have you done with me, Rocket? Home Sweet Home is an episode all about inventions to ease the burden of household chores, and was first shown on the 17th of November, 2010. Wallace himself has turned his hand to the problem, and invented the lad. Labor assisting device robot which puts Gromit out of a job until he accidentally, on purpose, manages to get tea inside the electrics. What a shame! Butter milk, please,
1: lad. Oh, uh, and uh, two sugars. Oh dear! I uh, no, no, no! Pick it in. Oh, Gromit, do something! Ow. Me dog's body's gone, dearie. <laughs>
0: We learn about household robots from George in the late 1940s, built by teenage inventor, to cutting-edge Japanese hospital assistants. It also includes a section on the world of Teesmaids, the wonderful invention that make your morning cuppa without you even needing to leave your bed. And introduces us to William Kamkwamba, also known as Windmill Boy, who brought reliable electricity to his village in Malawi by creating a windmill from scrap materials found around. A really inspirational story. The Einstein absorption fridge was featured in the section of never got off the drawing board and was invented by Einstein to be able to keep food cold without requiring a pump pushing chemicals around leaky pipes as needed in a compression fridge in a time when the electricity supply was also unreliable. The absorption fridge never made it off the drawing board because of the technology of compression fridges uh, which improved making them safer and cheaper. However, it is interesting to learn that Einstein Fridge is gaining more attention now because it doesn't use the chlorofluorocarbons that are used in pretty much all modern fridges, which are very harmful to the environment and contribute to global warming. We then meet a student who took Einstein's idea and brought very low-cost, environmentally safe refrigeration to areas without electricity. Visit the home where Trevor Bayliss invented the wind-up radio and count down Wallace's five top inventions for the home. The next episode was all about senses, entitled Come to Your Senses. was first shown on the 24th of November, 2010. Turns out that the ability to become invisible is not so far in the future as we might have thought, as we learn how academics have been able to bend microwaves, that's the wave kind, not the heating machines, around objects so that they can't be detected. When one sense fails, the other's heighten to try and compensate, so when the brain is properly trained... Scientists have been able to create glasses for the blind, which allow them to see with their tongue. Pretty cool, really. Wallace's top five sensory inventions include a hands-free head massaging machine, which I quite like the look of, and also a vintage portable TV, which makes the viewer look a little otherworldly. We meet a man who was frustrated by the limited abilities of existing prosthetic arms to actually be useful, so decided to invent his own. And we're also introduced to some bees, which use their sense of smell to detect bombs in hidden places. It's a good job they weren't in the studio to smell Wallace's highly pungent, stinking archbishop.
1: You've heard of stinking bishop? Well, feast your senses on stinking archbishop. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, oh. The fifth episode was released on the 1st of December 2010 and entitled Better Safe Than Sorry and was all about inventions to make people safer, although poor old Gromit has his fair share of painful mishaps in this episode. The ejector seat is an invention that has saved many lives when planes break down in the air and we learn about their history as well as the process the modern day mechanisms go through to eject someone in under a second. The episode also includes spy cameras inspired by World War I carrier pigeons, a segment on spacesuits, and we also learn how Hollywood film actress Hedy Lamarr defied expectations and helped invent a secret communication system using frequency hopping of radio waves to, in theory, control torpedoes under the sea without risk of enemy interference. The system was also a precursor to today's Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. Over in Curiosity Corner... We are introduced to Arthur Pedrick, the one-man think tank, full of oddball ideas and inventions that led him to submitting over 160 patents between 1962 and 1975. Wallace's top five health and safety nightmares features a child's playpen that hangs out the window in high-rise apartment block and a walkable ladder. It's safe to say that none of the inventions featured would have passed health and safety standards today. On the 8th of December 2010, the final episode, Getting From A to B, was aired. This episode was all about different modes of transport, and we also see Wallace's latest invention, the runabout steam chair, an armchair-based vehicle powered by a combustion engine, which unfortunately doesn't last the episode. We also learn about homemade pedal-powered submarines, electric motorbikes and laser-powered flying saucers. One section features electronics trailblazer Sir Clive Sinclair and looks at all his different inventions from the pocket calculator to the ZX-80 home computer and finally to his transport flop that was the C5 electric vehicle. It seems the world just wasn't ready for electric transport in the 80s. Isambard Kingdom Brunel was a Victorian engineer and architect who transformed Britain with his bridges, ships and railways. On one rail project he came up with the Atmospheric Railway as a solution to accommodating sharp turns and steep hills. The Atmospheric Railway was designed so that the track itself did the work, as train carriages are mounted on pistons inside a sealed pipe, and a series of pumps inside the pipe create a vacuum in the direction of travel. The difference in air pressure then causes the train to be pushed along. Unfortunately, the technology of the time meant that the lever used corroded, letting in water and dirt so that the vacuum couldn't be maintained. But if anyone's heard of the Hyperloop proposed method of transport, it's interesting that the same theory is being applied that was first thought about over 150 years ago. We also get probably most amusing top five yet, unreliable transport, featuring canoe shoes, vertical tandem bikes, and a house on a car. Well, I hope that's given you a bit of a flavour of the content in each of the episodes. I really do think this is such a great series and has the perfect combination of inspiration, education and humour to make it appealing on many different levels. It's a far cry from your stereotypical documentary and at the time there was also a really fun website with monthly competitions to encourage young inventors to get creative. Unfortunately I think the website no longer exists now. All the episodes were directed by the fantastic Merlin Crossian and it was the last time Peter Sallis voiced Wallace before he retired from acting due to ill health. So if you haven't watched this series, I would seriously recommend it. It's available on DVD and there are some clips on YouTube. Prior to World of Invention, Wallace and Gromit joined forces with the Intellectual Property Office for an interactive exhibition at the Science Museum in London, which I'm hoping to cover a bit more in a future episode. But the exhibition linked to the series quite nicely, with the focus on getting creative and inventing. After the series was released, There was a touring exhibition called Wallace and Gromit's World of Invention Roadshow. I actually managed to persuade my parents to take me to this at the time, as one of the places it was going wasn't too far away, and I remember being very excited to get given a kit to build your own runabout steam chair model at home. Powered by a little electric motor and rubber bands over the wheels, it was a great way to engage children in basic engineering in a fun way. There were also sets from the shows, as well as model-making playstations and photo opportunities with the stars. Lots of fun. I think the whole style of the World of Invention series was really clever, as you still had the classic Wallace and Gromit characters, mishaps and contraptions in the animated segments, and you definitely knew it was a Wallace and Gromit programme. But you also had a lot more content than you would have had with pure animation, by mixing the animation with the live-action interviews, demonstrations and videos, all of which helped keep a viewer engaged. I also thought that the way the topics were explained in a simple yet not belittling way worked really well, and the choice of inventions featured was a good fit for Wallace's madcap style. A cracking programme.
1: What do you think of that then, Gromit?
0: So today's book is actually one I relied on a lot for the content of this episode, which is Wallace and Gromit's World of Invention, the accompanying book to the series, written by Penny Worms. It's a hardback book which has been designed really well, in an inventing scrapbook kind of style very fitting with the series and basically goes through everything that was in the episodes but in a little more detail the explanations might have more bulk to them and a topic might feature an extra invention but the main content is all the same as in the series there are also a couple of experiment instructions for trying things at home each episode has its own section and whilst there isn't really any pure wallace and grommet content so the mishaps and side stories of the episodes aren't mentioned. It covers the factual stuff really nicely and is a great starting point of reference for any inventions or topics that you might want to look into further, as it gives you names and places you might not have taken much notice of during the show. I think my favourite part is the pages on Gustav Mesmer, as you can have a closer look at all of his beautiful sketches of flying machines, and also includes a little poem about flight which he wrote. If you've enjoyed the series, this book complements it really well and is full of interesting inventions you can peruse over at your own leisure.
1: Uh, all's well that ends well, that's what I say.
0: Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Can't believe it's the ninth one. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on future episodes and do leave a rating or review if your listening platform allows. You can also get in touch by emailing our new email address, worldofwallaceandgromit at gmail.com, with any comments or suggestions of what you'd like from the podcast. That's worldofwallaceandgromit at gmail.com. World of Wallace and Grummet is all one words. No spaces, no punctuation. Next week's episode, we'll be looking at different adverts and commercials that the duo have been involved in. So do check back next Monday for that. Until then, goodbye.
1: From me, from Gromit... From Au revoir, chucks.